Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. So let's open our Bibles to Genesis 37. You know, I was, Pastor and I flew down to Texas Friday, and uh, our grandson turned 16 on Friday, and we went to his football game, and it was their homecoming, and they lost, so it was a sad story. <laughs> but at least I got to see him play, catch balls, and tackle people. And, uh, of course, I thought he just did a tremendous job, you know. Then there was no partiality there. <laughs> and then uh, we had his birthday party yesterday, so we're in a bunch of group of young football players and basketball players, and we're watching them try to play golf, and that was pretty funny. But it was an interesting day. Then I flew back yesterday, so no telling what. I'm a little tired, so I was not sure what y'all are going to get this morning. But I'm sure it'll be good. So just, you know, have, a, have ears open, and if I make a mistake, just look past it, okay? <laughs> I'm just warning beforehand. There's some things I want to share today. I actually have, you know, a good word this morning. I believe every time I preach, I have a good word, but... I think this is an encouraging word. (laughs) I told the staff the other day, I said, y'all better pray because I'm preaching this Sunday. And I I don't know, sometimes, you know, when I stand in the office of a prophet, I don't know what y'all are going to get. But this is going to be good. Even when I stand there as a prophet, it's a good word. Amen? It helps us to grow. So we know the story of Joseph and... uh, when he was a, a young man, he received, he received two different dreams. And I just want to read the dreams in uh, verse 5. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Hear, I pray you, this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheep arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheep stood round about and made a beast to my sheep. And his brethren said unto him, Shall thou indeed reign over us? Who do you think you are? Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? They hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream. And he told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obese to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream? What have you dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And we know at the end of the story that's exactly what happened. But that dream came from God. Both of those dreams were of the Lord. And they were anointed because it came from heaven. When heaven comes down and gives you a word, it's an anointed word. And it's a word for us to take and a word for us to embrace. Whether it's a dream, whether it's a prophetic word, however it may come, there's a dream that was put into Joseph's heart. And it was bigger than Joseph, but it was for the deliverance of God's people. There's always a plan that God has that is beyond what we can see. It's beyond what we can think. 
And so here he is, a young man, and his brethren are rebuking him. They're, they hate him because of what God said. You know, sometimes people hate you because of the call of God on your life or what God says or what God has because they don't like it. And the brethren did not like the dream. And they looked at him and they questioned him. They, they corrected him and then they hated him. You know, sometimes when we get a word from God, these are reactions of people because they want to stand against the plan of God. And actually, we know that's the evil one, the devil, is the one that stands against the plans that God has for our lives. So in verse 20, it says, Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. You think you've got problems? I'm telling you, the enemy is after the anointing in his life. I want you to understand that. You all are anointed of God. And the enemy is after the anointing that you carry. Sometimes you think it's about you, but it's really about the anointing on your life. It's about what's on the inside of you. It's about what God's called you to do. And I'm telling you, the enemy tries to stop you at every corner. And so they decided because they hated him and they didn't want that dream to come to pass. So they're trying to stop the dream in Joseph's heart. And it says, back to verse 20, Come now, therefore, and let us slay him. Let us cast him into some pit, and we will say some evil... They don't care if they lie. You know, people will lie about you. They don't care. Some evil beast has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dream. So they're looking at this. If we can kill him, if we can slay him, we can stop the dream. We can stop what's on the inside, what God placed. We can come against. So they're coming against the plan and the purpose of God for Joseph's life, and actually for their life. Because this was bigger than Joseph. And they were after the anointing. They were after the plan of God. They were after the purpose of God to take down the nation. They weren't a, nation, a big nation yet, but they were a people that were called Israel. That's what they were called, Israel. And they were after it. They were after the dream of God's heart to take it down. So you all have dreams. There's things on the inside of you that you want to see to come, come to pass. And the enemy is not just going to stand there and say, Oh, excuse me, I didn't realize that dream was from God. Uh, I think I'll just step back and you just go do the will of God. It doesn't work that way. There are pressures and situations that come into our life to stop the plans and purposes of God for our lives. Amen? And we've got to be able to recognize. See, Joseph's brothers did not recognize that this was God. Not everybody recognizes what you know is on the inside of you. Not ev everybody recognizes your dream. Not everybody recognizes what you carry, 
But the enemy does. He knows what you carry. It may be a prophetic word. Well, he's heard it. And he's going to stand against that prophetic word. But you are anointed to carry that word. Just say, I'm anointed. In this hour, I am anointed. I carry the anointing. Therefore, I carry the power of God that will see it through. All the way through to the victory. Amen? And that's where Joseph was. He was anointed of God with the plans of God, with the blueprints of heaven on the inside of him. So he had the plans of God. The enemy came in. His brothers came in to steal the dream that was on the inside of him to stop the plans of God and therefore stop Israel from succeeding. He was bigger than Joseph. And so we know, we know what happened. We know that uh, we're going to skip over to chapter 39. Just some highlights here in the word of where Joseph was and how he stood. Now we know that they ended up putting him in a pit and they kept him there and then decided to sell him. What were they still after? Well, we'll sell him and this is going to stop the dream. But actually they played right into the hands of God. They played. Sometimes you may not understand why you go through some of the things and why you're shifted and why you're changed or why you're promoted or maybe even demoted and not understand what is going on. And sometimes that is playing right into the hands of God to get you where you need to go, to put you in a position that you may not have gotten into without it. Amen? I mean, that's how we got here to Missouri. Because Tom, Pastor Tom came down to Texas, you know, and met the love of his life. <laughs> and we married, and I was quite content in Fort Worth, Texas. That was my destiny. I liked it. But God had a different plan. And God knew I wasn't moving up to Missouri, so he had to move him down to Texas to get me to come back up to Missouri. Now, that's just the way. That's the short version of how that happened. But it worked for God's plan and God's purpose to come to pass. Because as many of you know, I had my foot on the stop. I had my foot on the brake and said, Texas, this Texas girl is not moving to Missouri. I'm not called to marry a pastor. You can tell what my will did. <laughs> God knows what's best. He knows I'm going to yield to him. He knows the timing of everything that we do. He knows his plans. And sometimes, you know, we have resisted his plans. But, you know, you just stay long enough and you just keep letting the presence of God and the anointing of God. And it just works on your heart and it changes your heart and gets you into that place that you're going to obey God. Amen. And I obeyed God at the right time for us to come here. Yes, amen. <laughs> so God knows, God knows all of that. So God sent Joseph on purpose to Egypt. And there was a purpose in it. For God had a plan, and it was for great deliverance. 
You don't know what's on the inside of you. You don't know what you carry. But it's in that place of getting in the presence of God and letting him do that work in your heart that as he works in your heart, he's positioning you and getting you ready to carry out his plans and purposes. He put those dreams on the inside. He put those things on the inside of you because there is a future for every one of us because we are anointed at a level the world is not familiar with. We are anointed to do great things for the kingdom of God. That's the plan of God for all of our lives. And so here Joseph, in verse chapter 39, Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him of the hands of the Ishmaels, which had brought them down. Th anyway, he was sold into slavery. And so when he was sold into slavery, that doesn't look like a good plan. But as Joseph kept his heart right, and Joseph stayed in that place, well, then he began to move up. It didn't happen overnight. He did not become, you know, the man that was in charge of that household. It took a few years for that to begin to work. But that anointing that was on the inside of him, that anointing that was working on the inside of him was preparing him for his future, preparing him to make a difference, preparing him to be able to stand before the king. You don't know what your preparation time is, and you don't know what that preparation, who you're going to stand before. But there's plans and purposes and dreams that God has created on the inside of everyone, and especially in this house that's going to cause it to work together, flow together, and move to God, together to take over or, or take hold of this city and turn it around for the glory of God. That's what Joseph's position was doing. It was going in there and working among the Egyptians and them seeing something on him. Now, they did not know it was the anointing. They did not know it was because what he carried, but they saw something on him. And because they saw something on him, the enemy began to work. And he worked through a woman. I'll tell you, these women, you got to straighten them out. Not all women. Y'all are godly women. But she worked against, against the anointing. And she falsely accused Joseph, and he went to prison. But what did he do while he was in prison? Did the anointing quit working? Did the dream stop? No, because he kept it alive in his heart. He kept it real on the inside of him. He took hold of that, and, I, and he said, I don't care what she did. I don't care what she said. I don't care if I'm in a land here. I don't care what's going on. I'm standing in that place. I'm believing God. I'm anointed. I've got a, I've got a dream on the inside of me, and I'm going to see all that God said come to pass. Now, he's shackled in chains, and he gets promoted in the prison. Why? There's a dream on the inside. That anointing will take you places, even in the hard places, if you'll allow it, and give you favor. Now, I'm not necessarily saying I want favor in prison, but bless the Lord, if you're in prison, you're going to need favor. Amen. Amen? So the favor of God was working for him and giving him time to, to witness and 
for people to see the glory of God, the presence of God, the anointing of God. And I believe he talked about his dreams. I believe he didn't sit there and say, I'm staying in here for forever. No, he had a hard attitude. Uh, there's something on the inside of me that is greater than what this prison can contain me in. There's something on the inside that moves me to keep going and keep doing what's right and not stop. There's something on the inside. I don't care what it looks like on the darkness. I don't care what's going on. I know my God is working. I know my God is moving. And I know that there's a plan for my life. And I'm getting out of here. And he wasn't going to do a riot. And he wasn't going to bring others with him. Except he was going to take the plans of God, the dreams of God. And he was going to see it through. And that's what it takes. It takes knowing you're anointed. You carry an anointing on the inside of you. You carry something much greater than you. And you've got to stand in that place. And it doesn't matter who comes against it. It doesn't matter who says you're not anointed. That has nothing to do with it. All that matters is what God has put in your heart. Amen? You can win every battle. You can win every time. But we have to stand and believe that we are anointed at a level that this world is not familiar with, and it'll deliver you from the prison. Amen. It'll deliver you in every area if we just keep believing God. Amen? I'll tell you what, circumstances can lie. They can be real, but they lie. Because you think that prison... Do you think his fellow prisoners were saying, I believe you, Joseph, and you're going to get out of here? He'd seen people that got hanged. We know between the butler and the baker, he, he, he had that dream. The butler and the baker had the dream, right? Y'all know that. He, they had that dream. And this is what in chapter 40, verse 8, says. And they said unto him, the, the butler and the baker, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me then, I pray. So what is he saying? He knows the dream he has on the inside of him is from God. And that tells me all these years in prison, he hadn't backed off. That speaks volumes because he believes in dreams. He believes in something greater than what's on the inside of him. He, uh, he agrees with what God has said over where he is in prison at. And we know he interpreted the dreams, and we know both came to pass just like he said. So he was in that prison, but the prison wasn't in him. See, too many people get caught in the prison. It's on the inside of them. That's what God was talking about this morning. It's got you trapped on the inside. You may smile. You may, ladies, you may put your makeup on and you may look good, but what's on the inside of you? That's what God looks at. So what is the anointing that's been placed on the inside of you that the enemy's trying to stop? That's why God wants us to identify. I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. At a level. The world is not familiar with. Yes, devil. They're talking about me. I'm anointed. Look at me, devil. I'm anointed. I carry dreams, visions on the inside of me. 
and I'm going to fulfill it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You got to know that. We got to know where, what we carry on the inside of us and the importance of us holding steady no matter what. So here we know that it was two more years that even after the butler and the baker, the, the interpretations were true, that Joseph stayed in the prison. But again, it didn't say because he knew. And you know, that had to encourage him when those interpretations of the dreams came to pass. Think about it. He could have thought, oh, I'm not a nut. I heard from God. This is from God. I interpreted those dreams right. I may not totally understand those dreams, but I know that I am going to see the plan of God come to pass. I know that I'm anointed. I know that I carry something, and it's bigger than me. I know that. That kept him alive. That kept him in faith. That kept that anointing strong on the inside of him that would not allow the prison to get on the inside of him. That's the fight you're in. That's the battle, is getting what God said on the inside, letting that be greater than what the circumstances are dictating to you. Uh, what the circumstances, I don't care how real it is, whatever wall it's trying to create on the inside, the anointing, the burden removing, yoke destroying, power of God can break you out of that that is on the inside of you, that will carry you through. And somebody is going to recognize that anointing on you. Amen? So then we know that the Pharaoh, he had a dream. And when he had that dream, there was no magician, no devil that could interpret that dream, that could give the interpretation of what that dream was. Why? Because of what Joseph carried. Now, see, the world, he called for the world to interpret that dream. But that dream was for one man. That dream was for one man that was assigned. His assignment for heaven was about to open up, and he was the only one that could do it. I want you to think about that. See, there's assignments in you that only you are carried out to do because you're anointed in that area. You're anointed to do it. You're anointed to bring it to pass. That's why you can't let the prison stay inside of you. And so we know that the butler told the Pharaoh, there's a man that can interpret dreams, and he's accurate, and he's right on. And the Pharaoh said, send for him. And then when we look at that, we know 
that he sent for him and in verse 14, chapter 41, verse 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him up hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved, changed his raiment, and came in under Pharaoh. He was ready. Are you ready? If God was to call you up, are you ready? Are you prepared? Have you been preparing? Are you in that place that you're preparing? That if God says, it's your time, are you ready? Are you ready? You know, we need to be ready when God says, it's your time. It's time for your assignment to come to pass. It's time for your assignment. Are you ready? Are you prepared? You know, and they said, it says they brought him up hastily. I believe they had to keep up with Joseph. <laughs> I believe he was so ready. He was saying, I'm running up these stairs. I'm going right on into the king. I'm not waiting on you. I'm not waiting on you. You may be guards, but I'm telling you right now, I'm ready. I'm ready to see the Pharaoh. I'm ready to stand before him. Why? I've been preparing. I've been preparing this for 15 years. I've been preparing. I've been getting ready. And now is my time. And no one's going to stop me. And no one's going to hold me back. I'm going to press. I'm going to go in. And I'm running up the stairs. And if you can keep up with me, that's just fine. But if you can't, I'm going to go stand before Pharaoh. Because I'm anointed. I've got a gift on the inside of me. I've got a dream that I've had, and no one's going to hold it back. I hope I stir y'all up this morning. <laughs> Get you excited, because that day is coming for all of us. And he's going to call you out, and he's going to say, it's your time. It's your time. And that's what he did with Joseph. And we know what Joseph did. He got, he got so excited because he knew, he knew, he knew that was it. That his long wait was over. The long things of putting him down and putting him back and nobody believing on the call of God. Nobody but God and Joseph. What else do you need? You got it all if it's dream is from God. And it's you and God. God knows how to get you there. Amen. He knows how to raise you up at the right time. And, you know, God gave Pharaoh two dreams, the same dream. And, and as Joseph said, he said he gave it to you on purpose because once you get the... Now, look, look I want you to look at chapter 41, verse 32 before I get ahead of myself. I get excited. And it says, and for that dream was doubled under Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Why did he say that? Why did he know that? He had two dreams. And he knew that he knew that he knew that this, from this, this day forward, things were different. That's why God did that. Gave him two dreams. It established on the inside of Joseph that this dream that he had is being fulfilled this day. Now you think about that. There's things on the inside of you that the enemy is trying to stop. But God has a plan. And we know exactly in the story of Joseph, 
that he was made the second man in charge, that he was put into that place. And, and then let's turn to Psalms 105. Let's look at a couple of things there. And it says, well, I think we'll start. This is a, this is a psalm that King David, and we're going to talk about King David in a minute, that King David read when he brought the Ark of the Covenant into the house that, or into the tent that he had prepared for the ark. And so he stood and re, or had one of his scribes stand and read this before the nation. And I'm not going to read all of it because of time. But it says, verse 12, no, let's do 10. And confirm the same unto Jacob for a law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. It's all covenant saying, Unto thee will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. When they were but a few men in number, yea, very few, and strangers in it. I just say, we may look like a few in number this morning, but we haven't seen anything yet. When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another, he suffered no man to do them wrong, yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. So I just want you all to know you are God's anointed. He was talking to a nation. I'm just telling you, he's talking to the body of Christ. You are anointed. Say, I'm anointed. I'm going to believe God that you all are going to get this before the end of this morning service, right? that you're anointed. Amen. You're not going to be. You already are. Hallelujah. Moreover, he called for a famine unto the land. He broke the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. So God sent him. God sent him. There was a purpose. Whose feet they hurt with feathers, he was laid in iron until the time that his word came. At that instant, when he was standing before Pharaoh, the word was tried, but then it came, and there was no stopping it. You know, Pharaoh wasn't thinking before he saw Joseph of putting somebody else in charge. That was a divine inspiration by the Holy Spirit that dropped it in Pharaoh's heart that he was going to assign Joseph to be second man in charge. Think about like that. We think about, but you know, Pharaoh had to yield to God. Now that needs to speak to us. Pharaoh had to yield to God. See, we think sometimes God can't make it happen. Sometimes we get into that place. How can God do this? Joseph runs up in faith. His faith is high. He's believing God. He's in that place. He gets the interpretation of the dream. He sees God at work. He sees God moving. He knows God's about to intervene on something. And he sits on the top 
The Holy Spirit sits on the top of Pharaoh, it changes his thinking, changes his whole plan, and says, Joseph, you're the man. Amen. Effortless that you think about what he went through to get to that place. But when it's God, but when it's God, but when it's God, it's effortless. He didn't have to do anything except, you're right on that one, Pharaoh. I am the man because I'm anointed. That's what he said on the inside. I'm anointed for this position. I've been trained. I've endured. I've walked through this. God has kept me, and I haven't lost the dream. I haven't lost the vision on the inside of me. I'm anointed for this. And he didn't hesitate. He didn't stop. He didn't try to talk Pharaoh out of it. He did not degrade himself. Now, you know what prison likes to do to people, degrade them. But he didn't, as I said, he didn't let prison get in him. So he wasn't degraded. He stood there and he said, okay, I got this. And then it says, the king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his substance. We need somebody as president that stands in this. Yes, I said it. And it says, to bind his princesses at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. What was he saying here? He was saying, all those that are under him are going to learn Joseph's, Joseph's, Joseph's wisdom and ways. That means they're going to have to start changing their thinking because Joseph is in charge. Amen. Now, you think that as a body of believers or as a church. We start carrying that anointing, carrying the dreams and visions, and we start taking over and being the church, not playing church, being the church and standing in that position, we can change our city. We can change things because we have people that are standing up knowing they are anointed for this hour to make a difference. Amen. That's why the enemy has fought so hard to stop the plans of God or what's on the inside of you. Amen? So let's, let's look at um, 1 Samuel 16. We're talking about the anointing this morning. The anointing that destroys the yoke that you carry. That anointing. I, I want you all to understand it. If you don't understand anything else, you're anointed. You have the power of God. You are not weaklings. You're not sitting ducks. You're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You've got an anointing. You carry an anointing on you that destroys the yokes of bondage. You do. And that's why we should never be oppressed because the oppressor does not live on the inside of us. The anointing lives on the inside of us. And if you're oppressed, then you're allowing the enemy to oppress you and not allowing the anointing to destroy the yoke. So here is Samuel in 1 Samuel 16, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thy horn with oil 
and go, and I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. So here there's about to be a switch in authority, and he, God says, I have provided me a king, an anointed one, somebody that's going to rule this nation in righteousness, somebody that's going to make a change, somebody that's going to stand up for what's right and not compromise and not be moved by what man says. And so, you know, Jesse said, what am I going to do? And he said, I'm going to show you. So he took them to Bethlehem, and in verse 7, it says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his statue, because I have refused him, for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. You all need to understand this right now. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. What does that mean for you? See, sometimes we let what man thinks of us dictate to us. And we have this image because of what man thinks. But God says, For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh at the heart. He's looking at who he created you to be. He's looking at what he put on the inside of you. That's the difference. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for and looking after the heart. Man will always cause you to stumble. But God will always see you through, no matter what it is. God will always see you through. So in verse 13, it says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him in the midst of his brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. So here, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he was anointed from that day forth. You know, I was thinking about being with my grandson and all his little friends. They weren't little. They were bigger than me. And they, you know, they're football players, and they're in there, and they're all, they're really godly young men. It was such a pleasure to be around them. They spoke life. They, you know, they were wearing their godly t-shirts of their church and of their school. So it was a real joy to be there. But I thought, you know, here, these 16-year-olds, 15, 16-year-olds are all out there. They're having a good time. But what if somebody like Samuel came up and said, you're anointed and poured on that oil. You're anointed to be king. He didn't look like a king. You know, what, what is on David's mind? It's not being a king. He's taking care of the sheep. But something changes in him. Something begins to happen on the inside of him. So on the inside, he's now a king. Just like every one of y'all. Every one of you are kings. And that's what the scripture, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. That's the sign out front. We want you to get that a mindset on the inside of you. That you're kings, you're priests, you stand in that place. And here David is, a young man, just been told 
He's anointed to be king. Well, we know that didn't happen the next day. We know that there were pressures of life. We know that there were things that were going on on the inside of him that he did not understand. When that anointing starts working, when you allow that anointing to work, it goes in there to change us, to prepare us, and to get us ready for our future. That's what that anointing, that's part of what that anointing does. It goes in there, and it says to us, you're a king. That's what it was saying to David. That's why he could go after the lion and the bear. He began to see who he was. That's when it, when it came to the Philistine. It didn't move him. Because he had king on the inside of him. What do you have on the inside of you? You're anointed to be whatever God created you to be. There's nothing that can stand against you. You know, it's only a joke when I said we were standing up and down that we were in the Catholic Church. But I think we might be there this morning. Listen, you're anointed. We, sh we should have a little joy in that. <laughs> You're anointed. You can't be stopped. Right. You've got to get a mindset of a king on the inside that you realize that anointing is on the inside of you and it's greater than anything that could come against you and stop you from God's plan for your life. That was a little better. Let's all practice together. We'll be a choir. Amen. <laughs> Y'all really did it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Told you it was a long day yesterday. <laughs> so we are anointed in that position, and we have to get a mindset that no matter what, that is who we are. David had on the inside of him. Joseph had on the inside of him something God put in him that changed him forever. It was the power of God to bring it. You've got the power of God on the inside of you to bring everything God has said to pass with no limitations. Everything. Well, Christian, I'm glad you're in here this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have it. Now let's go to Luke. We all know this one too. I'm just encouraging you this morning. I believe there's an anointing on this house that things are about to change, that things are turning around, and we're going to recognize who we are. We're going to stand up strong, and we're going to, the things that God gave us in 2010, the word of the Lord that came to this house in 2010, we're going to see it come to pass. Amen? It's been sitting on the inside of us. For all these years. But I'm telling you, no devil has deterred us. No devil has stopped us. It doesn't matter how confined we think we've been. And it doesn't matter what we haven't accomplished up to this point. But we are anointed. 
We got power. And we are going to be obedient to the call of God on our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. So did you go did you find Luke 4? And these are the words of Jesus. It says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because why? Cuz he's anointed us. If the spirit of the Lord is upon Jesus, you know what? It's upon us. It upon it is upon us. And it's upon us to preach the gospel. Well, you know what? How you may preach it may come off in a different way. It may not be up here from the pulpit, but you're anointed to take good news to this world that is lost and dying and trying to go to hell, but you carried an anointing. You carried the power of God on the inside of you that will deliver anything, anybody, at any time. And it's us up to us to recognize who we are. We don't come to church and go away the same. We come to church to recognize who we are. To get ourselves in that place that we see like God sees. You know, nothing could stop Jesus. You know, right after this scripture, after it says that he's anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. He's anointed and sent to heal the broken heart. He's anointed to preach deliverance to the captive. He's anointed to bring recovery of sight to the blind. He's anointed to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the, the acceptable year of the Lord. He's anointed for that. Man, they stood there, and when he said... This day, this scripture is fulfilled in their ears. They weren't happy. They weren't happy when Joseph got the word. Samuel was, a, was fearful to go and anoint David to be king because he was fearful of Saul. I'm telling you, there are always going to be people that come against you to stop the plan of God for your life. But it didn't stop Jesus. He continued to preach. He continued to do signs, wonders, and miracles. He continued to go into the world and tell them good news, whether they received it or not, whether they liked him or not. You know, and right after that, they tried to throw him over a cliff. But it didn't stop him. It didn't defeat him. He didn't say, well, maybe it's not my time yet. Or, that scripture wasn't for me. Come on, y'all do it. Sometimes we don't even need the devil to help us. Our minds are so trained to think negative about ourselves. And it's going to take the anointing to destroy the yoke, but you carry it. It's on the inside of you. You got enough power not only to set you free, but to set others free. You got it. 
But just getting that mindset changed. Get, your, get out of the prison that's on the inside of you. The anointing abides on the inside. The anointing destroys the yoke. That's what I'm believing right now. For that anointing to destroy the yoke over minds this morning. To get them out of the trap of the enemy that wants to hold them in this place that they are no longer effective. The kingdom of God is calling us forward. The kingdom, the king himself is calling his kings and priests forward to rise up and be the church. To be in that place that we don't back down. And if you're in a waiting time, you wait with joy. If you're in that place, you, you give your very best no matter what because you're anointed. You carry it. It's in you. Say, I'm anointed at a level that the world is not familiar with, but it's about to be. <laughs> Because I'm coming on the scene. Because I'm anointed. I carry that anointing. And that anointing is looking for people to destroy the yoke. I carry it. I carry it. Let's stand to our feet. I carry it. I carry that anointing. I'm anointed. I'm destroying yokes. Watch out, devil. Here I come. I'm coming on the scene. I'm moving. You just better get ready. Because you're going under my feet. You will not rise your head. Because I'm anointed. To keep you under my feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm, I believe God this morning that there's been some shifts in hearts this morning and that you're going to see yourself no longer defeated, no longer in that place that you can be stopped. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.